Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Decades later, thanks to DNA testing, I'm Melissa Howell. D.C.'s mayor's trying to save her nominee to run the city's 911 call center. But will it work? In Southeast, I'm John Doman. Good Saturday morning. Welcome in. WTOP at 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Mayor Rubin in New York. Good news for Team USA. Kristen Pulisic is cleared to play in today's winner-go-home match against the Netherlands. Roxana Saberi is in Qatar. It's that fighting team spirit that's helping the second youngest squad at this World Cup win fans in a country where the popularity of soccer is still growing. What would you like people, especially in the United States, to know about you as a team? I hope people watching can see, wow, these guys are really giving everything for each other, for this country. You can see all the individual talent, but without the the brotherhood and without this family aspect, we wouldn't be in this position. President Biden signed a rail deal Friday averting an economic catastrophe. And he says Americans are working and the economy is growing. CBS's Meg Oliver reports. It was the right thing to do at the moment to save jobs, to protect millions of working families from harm and disruption, and to keep supply chains stable around the holidays. The deal to avert a rail strike coincided with a holiday surprise, a better-than-expected jobs report. Just about everybody who wants a job has one. Employers defying high inflation and interest rate hikes, adding tens of thousands of jobs more than economists predicted, the unemployment rate holding steady. Hate speech on Twitter is up under the leadership of Elon Musk. The newspaper quotes findings that say, for example, slurs against gay men rose from roughly 2,500 times a day on average to nearly 4,000. CNET's Ian Schur says Elon Musk simply had to act. He's been forced to deal with the reality that some of this stuff can actually lead to people being hurt. Most recently, Twitter suspended the account of the rapper formerly known as Kanye West after he tweeted a picture of a swastika merged with the Star of David. Elon Musk tweeted, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. CBS's Nicole D'Antonio tells us a lot of people already voted in the runoff election between Herschel Walker and Senator Raphael Warnock. Early voting in Georgia hit a record high ahead of Tuesday's Senate runoff election. Georgia election officials say more than a million people have already cast ballots, outpacing turnout for runoff contests in 2016 and 2018. Some waiting more than two hours. Democracy is at stake. Flu cases continue to rise throughout the United States. 44 states reported high or very high flu activity last week, according to the CDC. This is CBS News. Uh, I'm so stressed about my business not being ready for the holidays. Ooh, ma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending the UMA cloud phone system with auto attendant and more than 35 features. UMA? Yep. Switching to UMA is a cinch. Starts at $19.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. UMA. Now you're feeling it. Visit UMA.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. UMA. Smart communications for the smarter business. WTLP at 203. Good Saturday morning. We've made it to the weekend, everybody. December 3rd, 2022. A cloudy overnight early morning. Drizzle, likely by daybreak, parts of the area. Low holding in the 40s. Down a degree, 49 in our nation's capital. Good Saturday morning. 
Dean Lane, we thank you for taking us along for your morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we do ride into this Saturday together. We begin this morning with an FBI agent who shot and wounded a man on a metro train you may remember nearly two years ago. Now a jury has delivered its verdict this week. The incident was caught on video. A man approaches 38-year-old Eduardo Valdivia, an FBI agent, in a metro car on the red line. The incident escalates as words were exchanged and Valdivia shoots and wounds the man. Friday afternoon, nearly two years after the shooting, a jury found Valdivia not guilty of four counts, including attempted second-degree murder. Montgomery County State's Attorney John McCarthy. The case centered on whether or not that was a reasonable course of action and was protected by law. Defense attorney Robert Bonsit. We have taken the same position. This is 100% self-defense. He was trying to save his life. And Bonsip said the jury clearly agreed. In Rockville, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. DNA evidence is once again helping police and families. This time it's in Fairfax County locally where a cold case victim has been identified after almost 30 years. The woman's body was found with stab wounds in Centerville in 1993. Her name unknown until now. Sharon K. Abbott Lane. So this case always stumped detectives. Major Ed O'Carroll oversees Fairfax County's major crimes, cyber, and forensics bureau. 29 years ago this week, her remains were discovered by some construction workers. Sharon was identified last month using DNA testing and genome sequencing, as well as the help from family. She was last seen in 1987. Her late father received an anonymous call about four years later that his daughter was dead. O'Kara hopes anyone who may have known Lane or what happened will come forward. She died too young, too soon, and uh, there's a killer unaccounted for. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. WTOP at 2.05 on your Saturday morning. D.C.'s 911 call center has been plagued by errors, sometimes with deadly consequences. But the mayor is actually pushing to get the one-time leader of that agency back in charge again. Whether that happens is still this morning in question. I know what I'm doing. Um, I have the credentials. But does Karima Holmes have the votes to be confirmed as the head of the city's Office of Unified Communications? Right now, she's the interim director of the office, which runs the city's 911 calls and has been plagued by several deadly mistakes. But I've seen responders sent to the wrong place and not always with the right urgency. Two months ago, it took 11 minutes and three calls before an ambulance was dispatched for a man suffering a heart attack. He later died. There are mistakes at OUC before I got there while I while I was here, but the first time um, we have less mistakes. We make less. We make changes. Um, but I do think that the criticism is unfair. It doesn't sound like the process in this case is being followed in its normal course. D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson says Mayor Muriel Bowser should nominate someone else. We've known this was going to happen for months now, and uh, there is an easier way out for the mayor. In Southeast D.C., John Dome in WTOP News. Now morning to a follow-up on a story WTOP has been spearheading from the start all about the troubled D.C. crime lab. The city's auditor says internal oversight practices at the lab were broken and ineffective long before the lab lost its accreditation last year. The report further says and finds fault with federal prosecutors in the D.C. office of the attorney general for going outside that process to launch an investigation that later turned up evidence of serious misconduct by lab workers. The report is out just ahead of the D.C. Council's first vote on the matter coming up next week, in fact, on Tuesday, on a bill overhauling the forensic agency. The lab lost its accreditation, you'll remember, to do all forensic casework last year and has not been able to process evidence since then and has been outsourcing DNA, guns, and other evidence to outside labs. Stay tuned. WTOP at 207. Is your kid's Christmas list stressing you out these days because your budget is tight? 
One money expert says this morning you need to tell your kids what's going on. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Yeah, kids want a lot more than that these days. And certified financial planner Greg Merced says avoiding talking about money with your kids is not helping them. I think you're crazy. Like, why? what are you protecting them from? Merced says let your kids earn money, get a debit card, and even buy stock. Why would you set your kid up for a big, fat surprise when they get to college to figure out that they're clueless? For more tips on how to talk to your kids about money, listen to the episode with Greg on the DMV Download Podcast. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Good Saturday morning, December 3rd. It's the weekend, everybody. You're with WTOP, Matt Dean Lane. The time now is 208. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Driving good weather on the 8s and when it breaks through the overnight early morning hours. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. We start in Maryland. Head crash activity reported on Route 4 Pennsylvania Avenue near the gate for the north gate for Joint Base Andrews. Said to be near Suitland Parkway. Following police direction to get around what may be remaining in the roadway. Rest of the Maryland roadway is actually remarkably quiet. 95 BW Parkway, 270 running flawlessly. 50 between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway uneventful across the Bay Bridge. All travel lanes available, passable, no wind restrictions or anything like that. A nice, pleasant ride to and from the shore in the early morning on the Capitol Beltway in Virginia. The work zones continue outer loop after the Legion Bridge, passing the George Washington Memorial Parkway and heading toward the Dulles Toll Road with the left lane getting by. Inner loop after Arlington Boulevard, exit 50 for Route 50, on toward I-66, and that is also single left to get by. The crash in Virginia is going to be on westbound Garrisonville Road in Stafford County, on the ramp to go south on I-95, at last report, that ramp was still blocked by ongoing crash activity. On the rest of 95, it is good in the main travel lanes. On 395, no reported delays. A couple of work zones on 66, hardly worth mentioning, but we will anyway because we have the time. On 66 eastbound after Nutley Street, or after Sudley Road, I should say, that's the first one, with two left lanes getting by. Then the one after Nutley Street, two to the right, will get by there. Thinking about adopting a new dog or cat? Visit Fitzgerald Subaru Rockville today, Saturday, December 3rd, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., where the Humane Rescue Alliance will have dogs and cats ready for adoption. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Weather front that is currently west of D.C. is pushing towards the east. It's going to continue to bring more and more rainfall into the region here through the morning hours. Temperatures will be in the 50s. The winds will start to pick up. And all the rain that's steady in the morning is going to start to taper to showers through the lunchtime. And it looks like winds are going to start to pick up. We could see gusts this afternoon anywhere between 30 and 35, maybe even 40 miles per hour. And a few showers are possible with a cold front pushing across the region. Much colder for Sunday. Temperatures in the 40s near 50 on monday i'm storm team four meteorologist ryan miller right now we're at 48 degrees in gaithersburg 50 in arlington and in lanham we are back down to 47 now in our nation's capital 2 a.m hour saturday morning december 3rd glad you're with us here at wtop at 103.5 fm wtop.com and of course on the WTOP app. This latest check brought to you Saturday morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 211. There are a ton of traffic bottlenecks around here these days. Maybe too many to really count. But which ones are the worst 
of the worst. Don't be offended if your least favorite traffic jam isn't on the list. It was compiled by the National Capital Region Transportation Planning Board, and it includes some infamous bottlenecks like northbound on the BW Parkway approaching Powder Mill Road, DC 295 heading south at East Capitol Street. Another one is northbound I-95 at Backlick Road in the Springfield area in Fairfax County. But the absolute worst is the southbound stretch of I-95 approaching exit 160. That's the bottleneck that often starts as traffic approaches the Occoquan River, dividing Fairfax and Prince William counties. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. While retinitis pigmentosa takes Mark's vision, his family gives him hope, whether at the family business or at home with his wife and sons. He knows he's not fighting alone. For 50 years, the Foundation Fighting Blindness has funded research into treatments and cures for blinding retinal diseases, providing hope to people with vision loss. And for Mark... Winning the fight means being there for his family. The Foundation Fighting Blindness. Together, we're winning. Help us end blinding diseases at fightingblindness.org. This is WTOP News. WTOP News Time 212. Good morning. Welcome in. The snacks and sodas and get ready. Checking stuff for you to watch this weekend. The second season of the HBO Max dramedy, sort of, drops this weekend. It's about a queer, transfeminine Muslim working as a nanny while looking for love. I'm here for the nanny interviews. Has anyone asked you your pronouns? Yeah, no, no one's asked me that. I'm asking. They. Mom. I'm a nanny. Like Mary Poppins? This morning, Vulture TV critic Jen Shaney with more about the series. I feel like a lot of people didn't catch on to the first season of this series, so I hope people will catch up with it because it's really great. Um, it's actually a Canadian show that HBO Max has picked up on. And in the first season, the main character, Sabi, who's played by Bilal Bag, they are working as a nanny, but the mother in the family has a serious medical issue. And she's starting to get better as the second season begins, but Sabi is still navigating their relationship with that family, their relationship, as you mentioned, uh, you know, navigating romance, and their relationship, as you heard, with their mother, uh, who is still trying to accept uh, the person that she now sees in front of her. And it's just a really well-observed series. Bilal Bag does a beautiful job of, of portraying Sabi, and I, I really recommend it. Also out this weekend, Jen, the Showtime series, George and Tammy. It's about George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Yes, this premieres both on Showtime on Sunday night and also on the Paramount Network. They're giving it the very cushy right after Yellowstone slot. This is the story of that very volatile relationship that was a marriage for a time and, and for even longer a musical partnership. And what really sells this series are, are the performances by Jessica Chastain and Michael Shannon in the lead roles. Um, they've worked together before, and you can see that comfort and the chemistry between them. And they sing all the songs themselves and do a, a really amazing job. So the performances in that are, are what really sell it for me. There's no business like show business. Checking stuff for you to watch this no weekend. Vulture TV critic Jen Cheney talking with Mark and Gigi. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Everything that traffic will allow. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. 
Think Red. It's Saturday, December 3rd. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We've made it. 2.15 in the morning sports time and Frank Hanrahan's turn. It was a celebration of Maryland basketball on a Friday night in College Park as the Terps opened up Big Ten play with a win against Illinois 71-66. Jameer Young hits a big three late. He pumped in 24 as the Terps beat the Fighting Illini. Maryland now 8-0 and to start the season. The Wizards made it five straight losses on the road, this time at Charlotte. 117-116, down by as many as 22 points. Wiz had a chance to go ahead with about five seconds left, but Bradley Beal's jumper rims off. Beal had 33 points, a season high, but some costly turnovers late. Daniel Gafford, big night, had six blocks. Wizards also missed nine free throws. Wiz, a game under 500 now at 11-12, and 12, hosts the L.A. Lakers on Sunday. U.S. men's soccer it is now on to the knockout phase of the World Cup in Qatar. U.S. facing the Netherlands at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Also playing on Saturday, Argentina faces off against Australia. So baseball news, pitcher Jacob deGrom leaving the Mets signs a five-year deal with the Texas Rangers reportedly worth $185 million. Again, good night for the Terps, knocking off Illinois 71-66. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Frankie. As always, 216, Saturday morning, December 3rd on WTOP. Welcome in this early hour. Prince William and Princess Kate just wrapping up their three-day visit this week to Boston, their first trip actually to the U.S. in eight years, all happening during some troubling news overseas. Back home in Britain, the royal family is working to get past a recent controversy. Lady Susan Hussey, who served as the late Queen's lady-in-waiting for 60 years and is also Prince William's godmother, resigned after making apparently racist remarks. It's impossible to ignore that there are other big bombs dropping this week uh, in the monarchy. Yes, it has slightly overshadowed this trip, but just in terms of sort of media coverage. The Prince and Princess of Wales have spent three days trying to keep the focus on their environmental work. Michael George, CBS News, Boston. A county in southeast Virginia is making an unusual move to prevent anyone from taking down a Confederate statue. The Washington Post reports the Matthews County Board of Supervisors is preparing to transfer a small plot of public land under the statue to a private preservation group. The local chapter of the NAACP has threatened a lawsuit over any effort to transfer the property. About 8% of Matthews County's 600 residents are black. WTOP at 217 to the top stories we're working on at WTOP this early Saturday morning for you. An FBI agent has been found not guilty in a December 2020 shooting aboard a red line train. Democrats have voted this week to remove Iowa as the leadoff state on the presidential nominating calendar. We'll tell you about the new top state in the minutes ahead on WTOP. Will Karima Holmes once again be D.C.'s official 911 director? The mayor's fighting for her this week, but council members are not budging. Stay tuned. Keep it here on WTOP for full details in the minutes ahead. Saturday morning, December 3rd, where the time now is 2.18. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Good morning to Ian Crawford at the WTOP Traffic Center. 95 Southbound, we may have new issues forming up in Dale City, thereabouts. Either I'm not altogether sure whether it's going to be in the service road or if it's going to be in the main travel lane. 66, or check that, 95 southbound near exit 156, blocking a right lane. The camera angle I have is a little uncertain, but definitely the right lane is blocked. You can definitely see the flashing lights there. Staying left to get by, but I believe this may be on the service road to get to exit 156. The rest of the Virginia road was actually fairly quiet. We had some lingering issues in Garrisonville. It was going to be on... 
Garrisonville Road westbound on the ramp to go south on I-95. At last report, the ramp was blocked by crash activity. Had one slide off the ramp. Very tight cloverleaf ramp there. Nine on uh, 395, I should say, with no reported delays. The work zones continue on the Capitol Beltway, both inner and outer loop. The inner loop work before exit 50 for Route 50 Arlington Boulevard, carrying you toward I-66 with a left lane getting by. And on the outer loop coming off the Leach and Bridge, that is also single left to get by that work zone. That goes all the way, almost all the way to the Dulles Toll Road before you get all your travel lanes back. In the district, we're looking for a new crash on the Southeast Freeway, I-695 after the 3rd Street Tunnel near South Capitol Street. Nothing apparent in our camera, but maybe you're seeing something we can't. Let us know what that is at 866-304-WTOP. On DC-295 and on I-295, we run without issue or delay. And in Maryland, 95 BW Parkway, no reported delays. Had a report of a crash, Route 4 southbound near the north gate for Joint Base Andrews and uh, Suitland Parkway. And following police direction to get around. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Rain showers pushing in from the west, and it's going to be a rather soggy Saturday morning across the region with air temperatures that are going to be mild for this time of year. We'll be in the 50s this morning and then quickly get to 60 degrees this afternoon. Look for a breezy time this morning, turning very windy this afternoon as well as a cold front begins to push towards the region. That switchover from the south to the northwest in the wind direction will occur here into the evening hours and a much colder Sunday with temperatures only in the lower 40s. And it looks like we're back close to 50 on Monday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. Right now we're at 50 degrees at the wharf in D.C., 50 Oxen Hill, 48 Sterling, 50 straight up and holding in our nation's capital. This check, 2 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, December 3rd, here on WTOP, brought to you this morning by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300, newlookhomedesign.com. Check them out. Good morning. Glad you're with us at WTOP at 221. This is WTOP News. There are plenty of ways to prove that a driver is drunk, but the same cannot be said when it comes to checking on drivers for possibly being high on marijuana. That's something lawmakers are looking into now. Right now, driving under the influence of marijuana is very difficult to detect. Virginia State Senator Scott Serval says lawmakers will be talking about it when their legislative session starts next month in Richmond. One possibility is to implement some kind of roadside saliva test. When you start taking fluids out of a person's body, the constitutional and legal restrictions on that go up significantly. That's why Serval thinks passing a bill calling for that likely won't happen just yet. What we intend to do is to pass some legislation to allow us to gather better data to find out exactly what's going on in the street. He says he was alarmed by polling showing that 30 percent of Virginians believe it's okay to drive after smoking marijuana. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Breaking news on campaign 2024 this morning. The Democratic Party votes this week to make South Carolina and not Iowa the leadoff presidential nominating state. Georgia and Michigan have now been added to the first five. This morning, you're Michelle Sindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS with what this decision actually will mean. Well, you had, of course, President Biden saying that he wanted to see South Carolina be the first and then see New Hampshire and Nevada come after that. This really in some ways does reflect what I've sensed in the Democratic Party is a push for wanting to have more diverse states, more states that lean blue in the general election, be the states where people are paying attention to 
because, of course, in the primaries, you spend a lot of money in these states. Of course, it didn't help Iowa that there was a debacle with the new app that made the caucuses not go in the way that most would have hoped they went. There was a lot of confusion and the results were not clear for some time. So that also did not work in the favor of Iowa. I've also been to Iowa where there are a lot of Iowa Democrats who are, frankly, very disappointed in this decision. You have New Hampshire that's saying they have a state law saying that the primary presidential campaign needs to be seven days before any sort of similar nominating event. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. But it really just shows you, I think, the changing priorities for the Democratic Party here. Now, talking about changes in the Democratic Party, we had the big change in leadership this week in the House with New York Congressman Hakeem Jeffries uh, trying what some say is really impossible to fill the shoes of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Your view of uh, what happened this week with uh, Jeffries taking over? Well, this, of course, is a historic change for Democrats. Hakeem Jeffries becoming the first black person to ever become the leader of congressional Democrats in the House. And, of course, you also have Catherine Clark and Peek Aguilar coming in as the number two and three in the party. And Jim Clyburn holding on after an, a challenge to remain in leadership. I think this really shows that this is a new Democratic Party. I don't know that it's going to be any more progressive because Nancy Pelosi was seen as pretty progressive. But I think what you have is just a bench of Democratic lawmakers who are eager to see new faces and to be able to be promoted. I think it'll be very interesting to see sort of the role that Nancy Pelosi plays as her party voted to make her speaker emeritus, which is still an honorary title, but still some know that, of course, after decades and decades of helping the Democrats fundraise in record numbers and also with votes like really no other House speaker in modern history, that her guidance is going to be something that I think is going to be part of the factor of this new Democratic leadership. And of course, Hakeem Jeffries being very clear that he looks up to Nancy Pelosi. And I think one other thing I'll note is that there's a little drama this week with Jim Clyburn possibly being challenged and that being taken away and that, and that other lawmakers stepping down. But I think the idea that you see Democrats have this generational change with very little drama, it was sort of like, we know who's going to come next. It shows you also the sort of planning that Nancy Pelosi and others were doing as she was getting ready to wind down her time. Campaign 2024 continues on WTOP. That's Yamiche Sindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS, talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Time now, Saturday morning, December 3rd is 225 Money News. We bring you at 25 and 55. Jeff Claywall with us this early hour to wrap your business week. The Dow finished Friday up 35 points. The Nasdaq lost 21. U.S. companies added a more than expected 263,000 jobs last month. The unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.7%. The job growth rate. The top industry was the motion picture industry, 9,100 jobs, but that was a job growth rate of 2.1%. Best Workplaces for Working Parents ranks four companies with local headquarters, Hilton, Marriott, Capital One, and Navy Federal Credit Union. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. WTOP News time now, 226. Hi, I'm Frank, owner of a plumbing company and an expert in fixing the leaks in your house. However, I was also finding leaks in my marketing plan. New jobs weren't flowing in, and our outreach to potential customers kept getting clogged. Finally, we had enough and called 2060 Digital. Their team of experts became an extension of our marketing team and developed a custom strategy to reach our customers where they lived. Instead of paying for TV ads that reach anyone, we're targeting our videos to people looking for plumbers within the driving range of our trucks. Instead of being on the second page of search results, we're ahead of the other guys and are the top result for people searching for plumbers in key neighborhoods. 
Instead of losing to the competition, we're flushing them down the drain. Now our office is overflowing with leads. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, 